Welcome to Envy Podcast, where we talk about all things music, lifestyle, and pop culture. Welcome back to Envy Podcast Season 3. My name is Jenna, and I'm here with Maya, Claire, and Devana. Last week, we talked about the It Girl concept and our favorite It Girls, and even had a little visit from Harry Styles to top it all off. Thank you all so much for listening, and for all the nice comments, we really, really appreciate it. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and make sure to give us a five-star rating because that will really help us out. Today, we're getting a little bit controversial by talking about unpopular opinions. We collected a few unpopular opinions from Team Venvy and just general internet chatter to discuss. These unpopular opinions range all across global pop culture and media, but we're going to be leaning more into the K-pop side of things during this episode. And in our part two coming up soon, we'll talk more generally. Let's get started. All right. When it comes to K-pop, it's better to have a group that lacks in rapping rather than lacking in vocals. Unpopular K-pop opinions on Reddit. Personally, me, moi, I, yeah, I would agree. I don't think we need rappers if, if they don't, if they don't rap already, it's like, you know, what's what's wrong with a little sing song? Just a little singy song. I also agree. My question is, are they asking, is it to have a group that doesn't rap at all? Or is it to have a group that's got like stunning vocals and then the rapper is just not it, just doesn't cut it? Because if it's in that case, then yeah, it would just be better to just not have a rapper. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's where the rapper is just kind of lacking in their craft, but the rest of the members, the singers, they sing. But what if the rapper is just like really bad, really, really bad? You just got to kick them out at that point. <laughs> you just got to be like, mm, I'm really turn sorry, off the mic. but just turn off the mic. This isn't, this is career, this isn't for you. What if they are a self-proclaimed rapper, you know, because we have idols aren't rappers, you know, but then when they get in the group, they're kind of assigned role as to be a rapper, right? And then they do all right. Everyone can acknowledge, okay, they're not a rapper, rapper. What if the person is a self-proclaimed, I'm a rapper, and they just suck? That would ruin a song. Who okayed this? It also, it depends on if they're rapping in English or Korean, because if they're just rapping in Korean, we're not gonna know. Yeah, so I think in, in my opinion, if we're going with that extreme case, if the rapper is just, a, just absolutely terrible, I think I would be okay with a subpar rapper and subpar vocals, as long as the song bangs. But if we're talking just no rapping at all and just like stunning vocals, absolutely. I could go with that all day. Of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's rare that we get title tracks anymore that just doesn't have rapping which there's nothing wrong with that but I feel like we haven't got many like vocally heavy title tracks in a while or at least I haven't heard many. Mm, I feel like there's just too much pressure these days to like have a rapper in the group but it's just it's not always necessary we haven't had like a proper ballad group for it seems forever. And I just need everyone to realize that you don't have to have a rap in a song for it to be good. Yeah. And you don't have to make people rap if they don't want to rap. Or if they They're can't. Not- yeah, more importantly. <laughs> if they can't carry a beat, a rhythm, like just turn around. They have, they have no flow. They gotta go. Oh, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. A follow-up. What about a group that lacks in vocals and rapping rather than lacking in visuals? 
No, you need a group. To, you need the songs to be good. That is the whole, exactly. quintessentially, that is the whole point of a K-pop group is the songs. Mm-hmm. Who cares what they look like? That's like a little bonus sometimes, a little bit pretty. You know, it's like, oh, they're nice to look at and they're nice to listen to. But they've got to be nice to listen to. Otherwise, oh, there's just there's just no point. Exactly. At, at that point, walk off the stage and get on that <laughs> catwalk. Like... <laughs> Anything could be good to listen to if they're pretty enough. I would say I'm guilty of this. I feel like a lot of us are guilty of this, where it's the song is just really not good, but we enjoy the performance part of it and just, or maybe enjoy the music video, like the visual aspect of it more so than the song. Then we brainwash ourselves to like the song. Who okayed this? How did this leave the studio? I guess like guilty pleasure music. Yeah, but I feel like even with guilty pleasure music, for example, okay, Sticker would be my guilty pleasure song, Sticker by NCT 27. I realize a lot of people don't like the song, but I can find things that I like in the song. So I don't know, would that necessarily categorize it as a guilty pleasure song? I feel like at that point, maybe. so. Yeah, or like NCT as... 127 as a whole is guilty pleasure music because so many people <laughs> do not like their music but i love it i mean I that, that's why we're here <laughs> you're just making me think of like my secondary school days where i introduced people to k-pop and the song i'd always play them was fire truck that was my entire personality trait during those days and i used to be like listen to this and they would all be like what are you listening to and i'm like it's a good song <laughs> this is real music right here <laughs> back to the i guess the original question I would prefer they were good at singing and dancing and lacking in visuals. I don't care what anybody looks like in a group because at the end of the day, the music comes first for me. There is this group, I think they're a first generation or maybe like early second generation group called VOS, very, very popular ballad group in Korea that didn't show their faces at all until like a few years into their career. Uh, so they wouldn't really appear on music shows and in their music videos, they would have actors and stuff. Oh, wow. I'll have to look into that. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Just because a song is popular, doesn't make it good. This one comes from Alice of Team Envy. Hi, Alice. Hi. I think a lot of songs that trend on TikTok yeah Mm, that is real (laughs) like that new sam smith song i never listened to it fully but i hear it all the time on tiktok i have so much to say about that song it it just bothers me i don't know what it is it bothers me i know like everyone always goes on about the body shop line and it's true sam is british like they know what the body shop is how can they not be thinking anything other than like chain and it's just it just really bothers me like i can't think of anything else other than the shop when i hear that song and it just ruins it for me that a, B, C, D, E, F song. Oh, God. Oh, no, I agree with That's you That's the worst. Yeah. Junior producer Didi says the Dance Monkey song. What's the Dance Monkey song? Oh, dance Monkey, no. Dance Monkey, no. No, 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 no. I remember the press conference that I went to, and I spoke to the artist, Ardi. He, like, predominantly got famous because his few lines on a song, like, really grew up on TikTok. And I, like, I asked him, like, is it something that you think of when you're creating songs? And he says, like, it, he doesn't want it to be, but it is because that is now, like, the biggest platform where artist music does blow up. So to answer the question, TikTok is popular, but it's not good. (laughs) 
what are some very popular songs? Like if you can name some names outside of TikTok songs that, you know, were really popular that you did not like. BTS Permission to Dance song. That song was just truly awful, but it was <laughs> everywhere. And I do not, I have not met a person who's actually enjoyed that song. My best friend, she is a huge army. She does not like that song. Who likes that song? Genuinely, who likes that song? I would probably agree. And also just <laughs> you saying, Terribly awful. Your <laughs> just the funniest thing ever. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to that song all the way through. I think I've heard like bits and pieces of it. So I can't honestly give an opinion, but I agree. I have some friends that are huge armies and they don't enjoy the song. Like from the jump, they, they didn't like it. But was it popular? I honestly don't remember. I feel like it was popular for the choreography. I saw a lot of dance covers. Okay, I have a very controversial take. Okay. Do not get all the hype around Harry Styles. Mm. I never, he was great in One Direction. My attention was all on Zayn. I'm like, Harry can sing. He has the big curly hair. Like, he's a cutie. I get that. I honestly never saw him as a breakout solo artist. And especially in the direction that his music has gone, it feels a little Mick Jagger imitation to me. That's just my opinion. I guess it's just same <laughs> as it was. You know, it's not the same as it was. He could do the bare minimum. And then everyone's like, oh my God, look, he did that. They're acting like he just changed the world with one little thing. At the same time, that's not his fault. And that's, yeah, I, I get what you, I, I see what you're saying. I do rock with his music pretty heavy. I listened to the first album and fell asleep. And then <laughs> the second album, I only like Watermelon Sugar because it was everywhere. It's very catchy. It took me a long time to get into As It Was. I haven't listened to Harry's House in full, but it took me a very long time to get into As It Was. And now like I hear, I heard it in the story yesterday and I was like bopping my head along. It might just be a me thing. And then another thing I will say is I think the Twilight books and the movies are terrible. Oh my and god. The movies are, are guilt the movies are a guilty pleasure for me. Like I can sit down and watch the movies and like enjoy it. I can't tell you why I enjoy it, but I just do. But in general, as a plot line, as everything, it's trash. Okay, okay, you got me there. I'm with you. Because <laughs> I love those movies, but like are they like at the end of the day, are they good? Are they worthwhile? No, but I love them. They're fantastic. Now, have I read the books? No. So I'm going to take your word on that. I was obsessed with those books in like late primary school, early secondary school. Oh my God. I was the biggest Twilight fan. I did like a book presentation on it. I loved the films. But yeah, they're awful. Um, Our next unpopular opinion comes from Heather, MV's action editor, who says K-dramas need to stop with characters having some childhood connection, whether that was a quick passing when they're in the same place at the same time in their youth or met only once and haven't had a good romantic connection since. As cute as it used to be, it's overdone. Why can't we have shows where they just meet for the first time as adults? Give us some realistic relationship that could happen to us normies. I want to like... 100% agree. I was going to like disagree like I don't really watch k-dramas as a general kind of thing but I'm obsessed when they like made each other as kids like had a little connection like it's like oh this is so cool and I feel like the reason people watch k-dramas is because they're so unrealistic 
So maybe if you want a realistic relationship, maybe you shouldn't be looking at a K-drama. Maybe you should be looking at, I don't know what dramas do give realistic relationships. <laughs> I just think it's, it's like, it happens so often that it kind of gets annoying when you're watching a K-drama, you can see it happening. Like this person keeps getting flashbacks of some kid they met when they were little. And then you're like, okay, I see where this is going. I agree. I think it's just super overdone. And the worst part is, I think, well, here's where I think with K-drama specifically, it gets annoying is because a lot of K-dramas are filmed in real time and written in real time. It's gotten a little bit more common now to like pre-film, you know, an entire K-drama series and then put it out. But a lot of them are still right before the episode is shot. And then like a week later, it's aired. Episode nine, it's like all of a sudden someone gets hit by a car and whilst they're flying back, they have like a flashback to when they met a kid across the street <laughs> and saw them and looked in their eyes for five <laughs> seconds. And then like, come on guys, really? really you're completely right though I was just gonna say um when that happens a lot of the times I end up not finishing the k-drama because it just gets so messy what happened to the original plot it just gets so messy that I don't even want to finish it and I just like lost interest in the k-drama literally the plot was lost the only thing I was going to say is that I don't watch k-dramas but exo next door changed my life (laughs) they only had to do it in that don't they (sighs) I saw, like, I saw clips, and the secondhand embarrassment is just so real for me. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> oh my god! Another another one I've seen that's like an idol drama. It's with SF9 called like Click Your Heart. I think that oh one's god, also yeah. really good. I like really good. God Seven did one called Dream Night. Yes. Oh my god! Oh my I forgot about that. I love that. It was so bad, but it was so good. And then to add on to that point. Courtney from Envy's advertising and lifestyle team added that K-dramas haven't been as good as they were from 2015 to 2018. How do you think about that? I kind of agree, but also a really good K-drama that came out recently, I think, was Vincenzo. I was obsessed. I still am. I think it was one of the best K-dramas that came out since like the prime of 2015 to 2018. I watched the first two episodes and I need to finish. I just got a little like confused plot wise. It is a bit slow in the beginning, but once you get into it, like it pulls you in. It's kind of like a book. And lastly, but not least, Vanya from Envy's fashion team says, Western achievements and recognition shouldn't be a sole measurement to how successful an Asian act or talent is. Do you guys agree? Of course. Yes. That's a big one. Yes, I agree. I I, think everyone should agree on this. Yeah, (laughs) that that is correct. It is a fact. 100% agree. I think it's so, I feel like it's a nuanced issue. I think a lot of it is on the fans, right? Because at least the fans that we see a lot, it's, or even actually, let me, let me say this. I think a lot of it is on the fans. And I think it's because fan culture has changed in the past five years or so. And the benchmark for success, at least in K-pop or just as a global group, is BTS. Mm-hmm. And because with BTS, what happened for them was that they had a pretty slow buildup and then they immediately took off, or like, you know, around 2017, they took off in the West. 
and that kind of led to them being more popular everywhere. I think when fans of artists are trying to express how popular their favorite artist is or whatever, it's kind of in a way, even if they don't say it, in comparison to like a BTS and it's like, okay, well, this group is really popular. They got number one on Billboard or they've done this and they've done this. So obviously that would lead to, I guess what the unspoken part is that that would lead to bigger global popularity, not just in the West, but everywhere so I can see it from that standpoint however on the other side the labels are at fault because they are also pushing artists into the western market so if you have a contract with the U.S. label then you have to do things in the U.S. and you hopefully hope that those things are successful so that is a benchmark also that the labels use to measure success so it's not all on the fans it's more of a like an industry issue in my opinion producer Didi says the U.S. and Japan are the top two music markets in the world that's why companies push them there yes absolutely but we never really get discourse about groups being popular in Japan and that being a benchmark for success so why does that discourse happen when it comes to the U.S.? Maybe, as someone who's not from the U.S., is that those of us, like, in Europe and other... I don't want to say Westernized countries, because like, you have, like, Australia as well, that's kind of very similar culturally. Oh, I guess Australia's in the West, depending on how you want to look at it, that don't like how much attention the U.S. get, how many groups are constantly going there on tours or festivals, or I know you guys had camp over the weekend in L.A., but we probably shouldn't talk about that because it was a little bit of a mess. I don't know, it just makes some of us, <laughs> including myself in this, it just makes some people a little bit angry, I guess, to see all this attention focus on the U.S. And it's like there is so much more to the world. Like, when was the last time k-pop group went to Africa or India and the ones who do get really successful like there's groups like VAV and W24 just speaking about groups who I'm a big fan of who go to like Latin America South America and they have really big fan bases there because they go to those countries and because they visit those countries whereas everyone else just focuses themselves on the U.S., becomes another group that's fighting for attention in the U.S. and don't get as much attention maybe as they were to travel a different different country, people would appreciate it and then, you know, become more invested in them. That's a super good point. And yes, I also want to point out like groups like CARD are really popular in India and prior to the pandemic where they were doing a live in India and they built a really big fan base there. They also have a big fan base in South America and Latin America. So that's a really good point that those markets are open and ready to embrace artists that come there. But it seems like, like Didi said, because the U.S. is like the top market in the, in the world, the focus is going there, which I feel like that's fine. It doesn't have, but I think it might be a better journey for the artists and maybe the fans if it's a slower buildup. But it's like, let's take, like, let's be successful here and let's be successful here and then let's take on America or something I don't know yeah there's been like so many quote-unquote world tours and it's like let's hit every state in America let's go to Canada once all right that's all have a good night (laughs) where are 17 where are they they gave us a date before COVID but they haven't come back please please we actually want you to come this time please 
yeah I feel like I just I generally feel so bad for people who like aren't here you know and like want to see their favorite groups and they just don't go but back to Fanya's question or her statement her unpopular opinion she's saying it shouldn't be the sole measurement of how successful an Asian actor talent is which I agree so we had a few uh, bonus and popular opinions that got sent in and a lot of them had to do with or a few of them had to do with Red Velvet in their fandom name <laughs> it's so random okay so Red Velvet's fandom name is Revelove okay but as a day and the editor-in-chief says that they should have named their fandom Cupcakes which I think would be really funny and Faith from our video team says they should have named their fans Peekaboos. I think both are so cute and better than what we got <laughs> to this day. I mean I'm used to it now but when they first announced that I'm like the amount good choices we could have had but it is what it is. On that note I think that's all for today's discussion. We hope you enjoyed it and please let us know what you think on Twitter and Instagram at MV Podcast. We will be doing an Unpopular Opinions Part 2 episode within the next few weeks, so make sure to tell us your unpopular opinions through our social media. We'll be discussing the most controversial opinion we have too. It's so polarizing, it has Team Envy totally divided. Thank you so much for listening to Envy Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week for more discussions. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts where you can rate us five stars. We'll see you next time. Bye.